0: Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder.
1: The reason I like today's episode, Brand, is because I feel like we're cycling together, like our cycles are correlated with each other, because... <laughs> A couple of people had emailed me about this guy. I feel like one of them was you a long time ago. And then you said we should talk about this guy. So here's the headline. The real-life diet of Andrew Huberman, who switches to Red Party, lights after dark. Chris Gayle writes up the great Andrew Huberman in GQ magazine. Ooh. So it's GQ, so we can't have a moat. Yeah, there's there's no mag on this dude. He's just worried about
0: the way this dude dresses and what tattoos he has. You know, so it's is there's no I don't feel like there's any uh there's any hard
1: hitting stuff on this piece. Andrew Huberman is the Stanford neuroscientist and host of the Huberman Lab podcast, which since it launched in twenty twenty one has become one of the most listened to shows in the world. He's offering science based tools to help people people sleep better, work out more efficiently, calm their minds, unlock their creativity, balance their hormones, breathe correctly, amongst other things. He's a very jacked individual. I think like six months ago, you told me to listen to something of his. Is this correct?
0: This is correct. I sent you a podcast on ADHD because you are ADHD. And he's a neuroscientist. And he, one of the things about his show that's so interesting, by the way, before we even get started on that, in that ADHD episode, I like to uh, note that for those people that are listening and not watching, you are represented by wearing your black shirt today because he always wears a black shirt. I'm, I'm repping the, peop, the good people of Pittsburgh because I was just up there. Finest, <laughs> finest hidden city in America. If you haven't been to Pittsburgh, it is an amazing city. Definitely go there. It's very cool. Uh, Bramani Brothers went there and had a, their famous sandwich this weekend, but I wanted to wear black for Huberman. So anyway, back to Andrew Huberman. He kind of showed up on the scene in 2021, took the world by storm. Now, probably no two people on planet Earth I'm sure there are a few others out there, but certainly not in the millions, are more aware of how hard it is to build a podcast, right? That, that is a very crowded space. Well, there's a, no, but dude, he showed up in within months. He was one of the biggest people in the podcast okay, world. Okay, hold on a second.
1: Hold on. No mm-hmm. offense to you or myself, right. by the way. Sure. We're not Stanford neuroscientists. That's yeah, but there are one. lots of doctors and scientists out
0: there doing podcasts. He had something that was really interesting and unique, and that's why I'm just saying that it's not every day, Jack Wagon, that someone just shows up, throws a podcast on, and then has a million followers, right, in less than a year. I mean, a really, really
1: short period of time, he's grown a huge audience. But I, it's, he's well-connected. He lives in Silicon Valley. He works at Stanford. It's like he had made a name for himself and then put out a podcast. So you're right.
0: Well, I don't think so. I mean, he was not a well-known guy before this podcast came on. If he
1: works at Stanford, it's not as if he is a slouch. No, of course not. He's and a he's respected a unique, person right. in his field. He's a u- very, very unique thing. I'm
0: just simply saying, I love how you, you we, we agree on the same thing, but you've got to pick at, at little points about it. My point is simply, he's a bit of a podcasting phenomenon, and it's yeah. because of what he is, right? So he's a neuroscientist like he's a phd in neuroscience so he is a literal not quite a brain surgeon because he's not an md but he studies the brain he's a nerd yes he's also grew up in a skateboarding punk rock circle so he was like a big skateboarder he's fully sleeved he's got massive tattoos on his back on his arms if you look at him the dude's jacked but he's also an incredibly well-spoken incredibly thoughtful guy. I just respect his podcasting. I'm like, wow, I like to listen to this dude. He's legit. The power
1: of Andrew Hubert. Go ahead. Now there's, there's all sorts of ways to get into what he says. Yeah. Right. Cause number one, I like him because he's not one of these people. Like if you want to sleep better, take all these vitamins that I'm going to sell you. Like he doesn't sell anything. That's I, I like the idea that he's not selling anything. The one thing that I will say about how he talks about it, it's like, He's a Stanford neuroscientist. Like most of us can't wake up and stare and get our morning sun <laughs> for 30 minutes. Like he, he's offering these solutions, yes. which by the way, would work if I didn't have three kids, two jobs, and a wife up my you know what to sit and get my morning sun for an hour. <laughs> eats, I think he says 30 minutes. You're right. To be fair,
0: I've listened to all his shows. He's very, very clear that he's offering optimum information he says look most of us can't do this stuff like we okay. can't get to bed exact our circadian rhythms are not gonna he's very that's what makes him so accessible he's not on there saying do this or else he's simply saying look this is the way the brain works if you want to optimize the way your brain works and this is the impact of things like caffeine and he drinks coffee he just says don't drink coffee for the first 90 minutes of your day because he says this is what happens to your brain when you do it I I love it because for me it's like practical little things that i can change in my life that don't require a ton of extra work things that i'm already doing but he's kind of laying it out in the science of it i look at him and say yeah this guy you know he works out all the time he you know he clearly he's not married doesn't have any kids Uh, you know he's just he's just i mean that's his his world is this neuroscience but what i like and i've heard other comment i would love to say this is just my idea, but I've actually heard a couple of other commentators say this about him, what, is, what his, makes him really interesting. And of course, whenever somebody does anything, you're going to get critics that are going to come out. Right? Yeah, of course. But yeah, he yeah, does yeah. two things that I think are really important. Number one, if you look at the guests that come on his show, they're all doctors. He gets really smart people to come on and talk about neuroscience. and he does, And he's able to talk about things in a way that, that the average person just the average mom or dad that are you know just going about their day can listen to him and go, oh, okay, that's why I drink coffee or that's why I do this or that's why I exercise. And he's saying this is what's happening in your brain. He makes it accessible. I think it's amazing. The other thing he does when you talk, I think it ties into why he he does, you know, his sponsors. He talks about it at the very beginning of the show, but he doesn't. There's no ads that go on during the middle of his show. It just is what it is. They're clearly selling stuff off of him, but he's not on there going. All right. Before we get back to the show, I want you to take this yeah. power boost product. It's going to make you huge. Right? He doesn't do that because his whole thing is educating the public. That is his passion. He wants to educate people on this, and that's where he comes from. On every show, it's about look. I want to help. I want to help you understand the way the brain works around
1: X thing. I love it. I think this dude's great. So I want to counteract what I just said at the opening, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy? The Sandy Hook. Person who peddles vitamins all the time. He, oh, he um
0: uh, yeah. like God, every time he says Bob Jones. Yeah, it's uh, I was like to say Bob Jones. University.
1: No, yeah, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. So you listen to his show, and he says, "I'm going to fix everything about you if you just take this vitamin." Right? Yeah. He gives the very American Mixed millions life. off of vitamins. You're going to be okay. You're going to be able to sleep. You're going to be if you just take this vitamin. Whereas Andrew is, by the way, saying, "Hey, if you want to sleep, it's going to take you." a lot, like there's no quick fix. You got to get up. You got to. Right. So this idea that if you want to do things right to be healthy, it takes time.
0: Yeah. And he's also what, what's really interesting about him. So in the podcasting world, typically the way it's been done to this point, and you're the king of like, when they zig you zag, he's definitely zagging because what he's, he's not get, getting on there and giving you his opinions. He's his every single show. It's focused yeah. on data and research first. He talks about the data. He talks about the research. He gets get deep into the weeds on, like, where's this stuff coming from? So he's not giving you what he thinks. Hey, listen, I really work out, and I think you should, too, because if you don't, you're <laughs> a bi, you know, whatever. He, he just sit, gets on there and says, hey, listen, when you work out, this is what happens, and this is what I do, and if it works for you, do it. He doesn't get on there and give opinions, which is, we're, we're an opinion Show right, we're the classic podcast. We give our opinions on things. I hope people not, like it or they don't like it. I I'm know, giving inspiration, what, Brandon. Inspiration, sure. But what he's doing is giving data-driven facts, which I really appreciate. Now, other people could argue, well, his data's off. I'm like, okay, then show the other, show how the data is off. Then don't, you can't really criticize what he's saying until you have some data to
1: offset what he's saying. But ultimately, what I feel like he does more than anything is he just gives common sense. Right, everybody knows that you should go to bed at the same time if you want to sleep well. Like, if you should go to bed at 10 o'clock every single night so that your body gets into rhythm, and, like, if that's not brain science. He offsets, but he does,
0: the thing that he does is, yes, that seems like common sense to us, but he talks about the science behind circadian rhythms. So those people that go, I'm a, I'm a night owl, I'm a night person. I'm like, no, there's no such thing, dude. If you were a night owl on the Serengeti, you were eaten by a lion. Right? You didn't live you didn't live because we got up with the sun and we went to bed with the sun. Because we are diurnal, that which we, we get up during the day. We're not nocturnal creatures. He says this is the science behind that. That's what I love about him. It's what I think is so cool about him. I just kinda love his whole life story. It's fascinating. Jewish kid from I think Powell, I don't even know he's Jewish he's very secretive about his life he doesn't talk about his it's he's all about science I don't know uh, his mom was his, his parents name are Max and Ruth Huberman so I'm assuming he's Jewish but I guess I don't want to make that assumption because maybe he's not it doesn't matter but he he just doesn't get into what you you know your
1: belief system he gets into how the brain works which I love about him I think it's pretty cool. can we get like let's get into a couple of things why like so the red lights at night you start you got to sit at a red light yeah, because that's what Rick Rubin says to do. It's something to do with the way that blue light so unnatural
0: light affects us. That's why when you stare at a computer screen all day long, I have these fancy glasses that I really love. They block out the blue light. So if you put uh, on them, they block out the kind of light that uh, So I, you I, don't you definitely don't want blue light, but you also want it's red why you're light not supposed of- to sleep in front of the TV or things like that because of that blue light. It affects your brain pattern. Mm. So I am not pushing that, but I could tell you with absolute certainty, my eyes I'm on I'm in front of the computer all day long and my eyes get really tired and then they get dry and then they start oh it's terrible. I started wearing those those prescription glasses and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what Are they, they blue do. Blue light blockers? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what the no. science behind it, but they work. No, they block out the the, the bad rays from the, the artificial Hi, light.
1: my name is Brandon Doble, and when <laughs> I go to work, I have the blue light sunlocker. Are you now sponsored by some glasses? I'm not. I don't
0: even know who made those glasses. I got it from my optoma- or my optometrist. So, <laughs> I can't wait
1: for your ads to come rolling. Oh, it's going to be sure. good.
0: I love them, and I would highly recommend them. But that's what his point is about the red light, is that the red light is, I guess, more of a natural. It's not blue light, whatever that means.
1: I once again, so he talks about working out a lot. And one of the things, once again, it's just common sense. Like he's he's obviously a Stanford neuroscientist, so whatever. But he talks about like how when you get old you lose your balance. That's why you need to work out because you need you wanna live a while, you gotta have balance. Absolutely. And I notice it with myself that I
0: I have to do more balance exercises. You know, I, I have spent my life trying to be athletic, and I notice the older I get, the it's not harder to be athletic, but you do notice things like your balance and things are not quite what they've always, I've always had really good balance. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that was a weird, I caught up and it was like a little bit awkward. And you see old people that fall over all the time. One of the things they say for old people is do things that work on your balance, on your core and, and weight training. That's more important than almost anything else, more important than cardio, because you want to make sure that your body is balanced.
1: I live in a place where there's a large drought, although the snow necessarily oh, not maybe be changing that. I would love to do more cold recovery. I would love to be a person that you know they, they say this is really good, and Huberman really believes in this. It's like sitting in a cold tub for. He as says long as don't you can.
0: do. He says don't do it uh, after a workout. He says do it before a workout. So he gives. He goes into the brain work of that, which is really yeah. He says because it has something to do with the chemicals that are released by your brain and it if if you want your workout to be optimal he says do your and he says just do it for like a minute don't do it for like a, an hour so he's like you know take a cold bath and then go workout he's like he says i start with cold and then i take a hot shower anyway my point for anyone listening to this is go check out his podcast cuz you don't have to listen to every one, but he's got topics for each one. So if there's something that's perp- interesting to you about the way the brain works around certain things, listen to it. Do some research around. It. He's just interesting. I think he's long. The shows are long. He's definitely got a a message. So um,
1: I'd like a couple like of people, dudes. like I said, this a couple of people have recently said you need to listen to the one on sleep. Everybody, and I'm always like, I wake up at four o'clock. That's why I don't sleep a lot. It's because I got to get to right. go to work. It's not because. But I do notice that if I go to bed about 10 o'clock, which is the time he says to go to bed, if I'm pretty sticking to that, I do sleep better. Oh, absolutely. And
0: I go to bed at 9.30 every night, and I usually fall asleep between 10 and 10.30, which is what I was says, like when I, I read that. I was like, oh, good. I'm doing that right. I mean, I, I think that's more for me.
1: It's just because I'm tired. It's the end of the day, and I, I like to get up early. But – you somewhat glossed over this. He is a really intelligent guy, Stanford neuroscientist, but he's pretty engaging. Like he's Yes. A, he's intelligent but funny, can relate to people. He gives a speech, he's energetic. Like I don't know if that's the typical Stanford man. No, and
0: I think that's why in some ways he's a little bit of a unicorn. I mean, he runs he is a legitimate neuroscientist. He's not some guy that was like an associate professor at some secondary yeah. school. I mean, he is a legitimate neuroscientist. I'm sure people along the way have said, "Hey, listen, dude, you got something. You're you're a good looking guy. You're 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 yoked. You 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 know you're interesting. You're you've got a great voice for this. Why don't you take it out?" I would be surprised if he stays working at Stanford. Kind of what his you know. Oh, he doesn't. He could do a TED talk now and make millions of dollars. That's what I'm saying. I don't. But but he may be one of those people that's
1: like, "Hey, I love what I'm doing. I want to keep doing it all. So why not?" I mean, like, if you could be a Stanford professor, you're like a made man. I mean, why? That would be, I don't know. I don't know
0: either. Anyway, but Larry, I love that you taught me about when to go to sleep and when to get up and when to stare at the sun. That's rude, Larry. <laughs>